Music, industry talk, stories, equipment and more. We are Crossfader and this is Off, 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 off the Record. Yo, what's up? Welcome back. We are here again. Finally, all three of us yes. back behind the mic. So in, we've in got building. to my left, Danny James, to my right, Lawrence James, and I'm Jamie Hartley. And this is Off the Record, the DJ podcast brought to you by Crossfader. Um, yeah, we've got something super exciting. Let's just get stuck straight into it. This yeah. has been a long time coming. What has just been announced by Serato? Serato stems. That's right. <laughs> Magic. Yes. Now, who, Magic. if anybody doesn't know what stems relates to in terms of DJing, then let's just break it down real quick. Algorithm DJ came out with some technology. Algorithm, if you're not aware, is an app on an iPhone, iPad, and they have a desktop app as well. And they came out with technology which would split apart the different elements of a song in real time. What that means is you could isolate just the vocals or isolate just the drums or the harmonics. And this came about a while ago now, and it was pretty groundbreaking to be able to do that on the fly. There were loads of services out there where you could upload music to, and it would do this, but then you had to download it and import it into your DJ software. But then we could just load a track from a streaming service and split it apart and hear it like we've never heard before. But just like any new technology, you kind of have things called artifacts, which is where the audio doesn't sound perfect. You know, you cannot get the perfect vocal out of an already recorded piece of music when it's just one file. But now with some AI, I think it's getting better and better. And we've been sort of keeping a close eye on this technology and a close ear on it over the last sort of year and a half to two years since it was, was mm. probably released from yep. Algorithm. Pretty soon off the bat of Algorithm releasing this, Virtual DJ brought their version out as well. Sounding pretty similar, but it had a bit more scope as to what parts of the song you could isolate, whether it's just the kick or just the hi-hats or just the instruments. So there was a bit more scope to play around with there. But again, it wasn't the best quality. So if you're a DJ you know, and you want to use the vocal, you could use it, but you definitely want to put something underneath it and it won't sound perfect um, by any means. But it was a fun new addition to the technology in the DJ industry. Now, before we get on to Serato, did either of you play on the stems on Algorithm or Virtual DJ? Yeah, so let me start off by saying stems is the best thing that's ever happened in my life, <laughs> including my children. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me, so thank you. So that, yeah, there'll be virtual DJ fans out there that saying, you know, this has been happening for years. And like like you say, DJ fans that are like, you know, this, is, this has been around for a while. Like it isn't brand new technology, but what Serato, Serato have done is kind of wait for the technology to kind of catch up see what's not working see what is working and do it better so this is built from the ground up mm. um big shout out to blakey who brought it through to us um a couple of weeks ago to show us it um and we were all blown away i've been beta testing it in now with my in with my gigs and it is 100 the most fun that i've ever had djing without a shadow of a doubt um it brings up a lot of interesting ideas and mixed ideas of like for example I, I dj for two hours with it at brunch and i didn't touch the eqs once mm. so yeah. there's a whole thing of it just changes your approach to djing um and then you've got to get your head around the fact that you know being a creative dj you're always after like acapellas and instrumentals and you're waiting if you're doing a mix you're waiting for like a instrumental break or you've got acapella intros and stuff but you've got all that now in your library so if you've got twenty thousand songs you've now got twenty thousand acapellas yeah twenty thousand bass lines twenty thousand uh, drums and melodies and you kind of got to get your head around that fact that everything's there at a touch of a button and once you do it's absolutely sick 
Yeah. Um, as you can tell, I'm a fan. Yeah, we are huge fans <laughs> yeah. here in the office. And it is interesting to see how Serato waited um, and really worked on this technology before releasing it and not just running to try and, you know, beat the competition by, yeah. by if, any means. If, so. if you are using it, it is at the minute still public beta as this is going out. Yeah. So don't go and use it in a club. Um, download it in your bedroom and have fun with it because it is incredible. Yeah. There are just some kinks. Like I say, I've been testing this for three weeks and found a couple of little bits, but they've all been ironed out already by Serato. We've been in dialogue back and forth with them. Um, so yeah, don't go and plug it in a bar or, or a restaurant unless it's quiet and you don't mind <laughs> your Serato yeah. crashing. I had I basically had my Serato set up and then I just had a USB ready to go with a song loaded and mm. crashed a couple of times, but I was prepared for it. Yeah. So yeah, just to let you know. Just to break down the nuts and bolts of Serato stems compared to the others, um, you can isolate the vocals, the yeah. like melody or the instruments, yeah. the bass and the drums. So you've got four different parts of the song you can isolate there. And they've yeah. added these neat effects where you can basically echo out the vocal. So you tap a pad on your controller or on your mixer and it will echo the vocal out. Rather than just cutting it dead, it echoes the vocal out, leaving you with the instrumental. It sounds or, so clean. It's so clean. Yeah. Like, it is unreal. Like, uh, yeah, so... In the from your home screen, you've got your hot cues, and then there's a little tab in between where the flip is as well, and then there where the new four eight pads are with all your vocal effects on it. Yeah, um, but yeah, we and we've also done mix videos and review videos um, on our YouTube page, so go and have a look and see what how, how good it is, really. And one other thing to mention is that it's free. Like, yeah, it's going to yeah, be a crazy. free upgrade um, coming with Serato 3.0, which you is their new software obviously with stems integrated yeah. so yeah you were saying you were saying it's in serato dj light yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 100 yeah is again like these entry-level controllers now have the power to use stems technology and you know it's really going to change the game for djs it's going to change the approach for djing sure i mm. personally yeah. believe definitely um going back to what you were saying about the eqs that is just one of those things that i can see in the future eqs being used less and less with this style of music obviously there is a place for eqs but if you're yeah. kind of mixing open format mashup mixing you drop in a lot of you know tracks with vocals in this is a great way to do it now it sounds it almost sounds too seamless i'm like yeah mixes yeah. just sound totally different you know and we put a few mixes together and it's just so much fun to, to have a play around like you were with. saying danny like this could be used in like production as well if they make oh, it big time yeah i think like from a production point of view like if anyone out there makes music and listening to this you will know how hard it is to separate those elements within yeah. like you know software like ableton or something like that and just to be able to do it on the fly is just so I don't know, it's just amazing really isn't it and we were all saying that it kind of makes you appreciate the music way more as well yeah, like yeah. all these songs that you've heard a million times but then like hearing them in a different way and it's like I don't know. Just... So you just um, give us an idea of like, because you produce music, yeah. what was the biggest standout wow moment for you when playing around with stems? Like what was the, you know, the bit that stood out to you? Definitely the separation between the drums and the bass, because yeah. when, you know, when a song's made that you have like a low end frequency where those kind of elements are sitting in that same sort of frequency range. So you've got your bass and your kick that might be sat at the same level, you know, and it's, to be able to separate them and pull them apart and do it so well is really amazing. It's so good. Yeah, yeah we're gonna need we're gonna need something to control it. So I've used it in clubs, and when I go to clubs, I don't have access to an S7 mm. or an S11. It's generally a Nexus mixer. Um, so I still have the legendary SP1. Yeah. Um, SP1 users will know what I mean. A little MIDI controller, basically. Like an um, add-on to your setup. Yeah. Um, and. You're gonna need something like that, unless you just want to use your laptop, which is fine. I don't like using my laptop. I don't. I, th I feel like it's a bit wear and yeah. tear in it. I don't want to be yeah. bashing my laptop yeah. all all night. Um, so 
yeah, you're gonna need something if you've got a, if you know if you've got an S7 or a Rain One or something with pads on, amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, going to clubs, you might need to yeah, if you've still got some dices or something, oh, just, yeah, just anything, anything you could anything yeah. you can map to to use it yeah. um, would would is kind of the thing that you're gonna need now. So um, maybe you know Pioneer or Serato work with Pioneer to bring out something that'll work with it in clubs but i don't know but we, we were hypothesizing we'll earlier weren't we to say okay well the next sort of range of controllers or even range of equipment could it be that you have your three eqs your high mids and lows but then they're spread out a little bit more and underneath each one is a is a pad yeah to toggle on and off the different sort of elements so you still sort of in that mixing zone that mixing area um but you kind of have the best of both worlds the thing the reason for this is that we want to be able to use hot cues at the same time as using stems. And at the moment, yeah. a lot of the, the stem functionality is tucked within a, a pad mode of your choice. Yeah. There's a drop down in uh-huh. Serato that you can swap a pad mode out for stems because there isn't like a native stems pad mode on controllers yep. yet. But because this technology has come about, I'm sure we're going to see yep. like its own area on the equipment sure. soon. Um, I'll just be intrigued to see how they kind of roll that out and, and how fast yeah. that gets rolled yeah, out. I can, see, well. I can see a new Serato controller all in one or something next year with a dedicated stems yeah, for on sure. the layout of some kind of pads. But um, yeah, it is amazing. DJ 2000 SRT. <laughs> yes, please. And yes. no, before everyone asks, we do not know if that is a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? But I'm buzzing. But yeah, like I say, like we like I say, we know that this is a brand new technology to be Virtual DJ fans is like, oh my god, it's been out for years, but it's 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 how good it is. It's yeah. you know the only comparison I've got is the, the Lalal dot AI is yeah. is like the best I've heard of like separation, but obviously that's a process and you have to upload and things like mm. that. This is better as as good as if not better on the fly. Yeah. So that's why it's exciting. It's like it is, um, it is you know you're able to just take this in a club and separate like it's 99 of songs it's not every song not every single song's perfect no, no. because but it, do you know what i found i was i, I just couldn't i i've been absolutely th- these two are sick of me going on about it in, <laughs> oh, no i love talking in about the office it. but My favorite thing. i've just had so much fun rediscovering music i've not even really been like planning mixes i've just been loading songs from my like just from my catalog yeah. of just songs that i love and just listening to them again but with different parts isolated or taken out so you know i was listening to a lot of rock music and it, it does an amazing job to say that the frequencies are all kind of clashing over the top of each other if you've yeah. got you know guitars and your lead and then you've got your bass and your drums but there's a lot of yeah. you know sound going on in that music yeah and yeah. it can literally just you can just take away the guitar by taking away the instrument and then suddenly you're left with the drums the bass and the vocal and it sounds like a totally different song so it's just even when it isolates the vocal you can hear like backing vocals yeah on yeah. some tracks it's incredible yeah, it's like, really good i think really. the only time i've noticed where it picks it up is if you've got some kind of melody that really sits perfectly in the same frequency and tone as the vocal mm. which is quite rare to be honest but in some pop songs you know you might have some kind of melody that just just peaks and says hello you know like in the vocal yeah, and you've got yeah, it isolated yeah. but that is, it's such a minor and especially compared to some of the other options that have been out there this is yeah. jaw-dropping 100 mm. percent. we were we were just blown away yeah and what's funny is we talk about like what's next for i can't figure out now like what i need 
as a DJ. Like yeah. this was the thing that I needed for yeah. the last five years. Like the the most painstaking thing was hunting for acapellas, and yeah. you get in a rhythm of like making a routine or making a mix, and you're like, oh, do I have that acapella? You type yeah. it, and you don't, and you go searching for it, and you're putting them through all these websites, and yeah. was, and that's that was like the the last thing that was like mm. kind of nagging me. And now I've got this, I'm like, well, what's like what is next? You know what I mean? I'm I'm done. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'm retiring. Thanks for coming. Thanks for watching. Yeah. I'm retired. Yeah. Amazing. Well, okay. Hey, moving can we on. give Serato one of these? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well done. Well Bravo. done. Bravo. Fully deserved. Um so moving on. Some sad news. There's two people that passed away recently. So yeah. one, oh, one yeah. at the time of recording this today, we just found out that Coolio. Coolio. Has passed away, so rest in peace. Can I tell and my Coolio story? Yeah. So I booked um, Coolio at a one of my nights that I had, well, maybe ten years ago now. Um, obviously, to come and do Gangster Paradise at a club, and I went to pick him up the hotel room, and his management um, welcomed me into the room. I opened the room, and it was a put. It was just a sea of smoke. It was like a haze machine was in there, um, <laughs> and like through this haze, <laughs> there was Coolio, and it was really intimidating for like ten minutes. He didn't say a word to me. He just kind of looked at me smoking. <laughs> and then um, and after that, it was absolutely nice. We shared a taxi down and um, he came and performed in Gangster Paradise. And yeah, legend, man. Rest in peace. And then the other one uh, is Jamie Roy. Yeah. Who passed away. I know you were a fan, Danny, as well. Yeah, super sad. Like, I mean, I don't really know too much on it, but, you know, you've seen a lot of him on uh, Instagram recently. People sharing the times yeah. that they had with him and stuff. A lot stuff, of people saying nice things. He had a great tune out last year, I think it was, called Organ Belter, which Big a lot of people tune. might know. Um, if not, go check it out. Highly recommend it. But yeah, he was kind of one of these DJs that like almost broke through to being one of these Next level. Yeah, like household names, you know, that you would go and see and stuff. It's sad really, but yeah. Unfortunate. And yeah, rest in peace to those yep, two. Now, for the rest of this podcast, if you've listened to the podcast the last few episodes, we're really trying to, you know, get you listeners involved in what's going on in the podcast and really answer your questions. You know, we're here to try and help you level up in your career. We're here to help you choose the right equipment. We're here to help you really just gain more knowledge around the DJ industry and just, you know, surround yourself with it as much as possible. And you'll be aware that we have a Discord server. We mentioned it in the podcast last week, but we're going to start building that up. We've got a Discord server, so you can go and get involved in that. The link is in the description of our podcast, so you can go and check it out. If you know what Discord is, get enrolled onto that. The, and, the Discord know, goes off. Yeah. The Discord goes absolutely off 24-7. Yeah. Um, so many different things being talked about in there on a daily basis. Like, I imagine now when this comes out, the Serato Stem thing will be blowing up in there. You can go and... Yep. And people will be sharing their experience with it and things like that. So yeah, and yeah. we run giveaways in there, yeah. so you can win various things from courses to merch that we do. Um, but we've also got a channel in there dedicated to this podcast where you can ask questions. Yeah. And this is the the first week where we're going to answer some of those questions. So yeah. we've had some people, you know, reach out and drop some questions for this week's podcast. So without further ado, should we take it in turns? Let's go, yeah. Danny. Do you want to give go for one of them? Okay, I'll start with the top. This is by Sound and Surf Dude. Sound and Surfer, dude. Something like that. That's a great username. Uh, how do you practice? Um, he said, how do you know what songs to practice with, what skills to practice? And he says, sometimes when he goes to practice, he gets a sort of mix block and it's mm. like his brain short circuits and he's got no idea oh how to DJ. Oh my God, I know that feeling. <laughs> I know that do. feeling. Uh, that, it's funny because that comes from, for me, that mix block is just kind of, kind of like overload of ideas. I have so many ideas that I want to do. And I just, I struggle to kind of just put them into context or something. Yeah. Um, but on the 
when you get through that, that's when the best ideas come. Mm. But just stripping it back and going a bit more granular with it, it's like you just, I, I like to mix different genres. I always feel like that gives you a better round of a, a become a more rounded dj if you can mix mm. different genres so if you for example if if you just like house music just get yourself some r&b tracks some drum and bass tracks and just see what you can do with them um and then you know get some acapellas and do some mashups and things like that but i would just get three or four tracks um and try and see how you can mix them together in all different ways so mix mm. them one way mix them a different way mix them a different way and just see if you can you know see what ideas you can come up with, see what techniques you can come up with. Yeah. That definitely plays into that overwhelm factor um, where what I recommend to, to students sometimes is, you know, we can get overwhelmed with just how much music is available to us now, especially with mm. streaming integrated. And when a lot of us started, we started, you know, on turntables with vinyl and you'd only buy a record, one or two records a week if you were lucky. So you wouldn't have an abundance of music. You'd just have your small record collection that you had to mix over and over and practice with. Yeah. So definitely narrowing that library down and picking just some, you know, a bunch of tunes, mm. 10 songs in a Ten playlist, songs, yeah. mix them over and over in different orders, in different ways, try and use different techniques every time you go to mix those songs. And what you're doing is building up that subconscious around the song so you know what happens when in all the different you know parts of the music. Yeah. It gives you more ideas and it challenges you to come up with new ways of mixing as well. And I think that's one of the biggest things is getting rid of that overwhelm by narrowing it down. Mm. Um, I'd also uh, advise of, uh, like record it as well to record yeah. yourself a mix. Either just... Um, you know, press record on your controller or, you know, get a camera and just record yourself for 10 minutes because it's a different pressure when there's a record button. Even if no one's watching, even if no one ever sees it, you can do it on like Twitch if you want or anything like that. Mm. But even if no one sees it, as soon as you press record, you, there's like an added element of like pressure. Yeah. And you mm -hmm. can watch it back yourself and critique yourself or ask your, ask your friends to watch it or, or whatever. Mm, for sure. Danny, what did you used to do in your practice sessions? Um, I would just not put too, I know lots of say put pressure on yourself there yeah, with yeah, the camera, but I, sometimes I wouldn't put pressure on yeah, myself for being like, right, just because I only like house music doesn't mean I have to mix house music. Yeah. So say if you just liked house or techno, maybe just for the fun of it, go download a couple of hip hop tunes because yeah. it gives you like a whole different idea of, okay, I can't mix these songs the same way that I could with yeah. the genre that I like. So then that could give you some inspiration. Then off the back of that, you might go take a mixing technique from mixing hip hop and put it back into house and vice versa. I think that definitely is, you know, you've both said it there and it is one of the big things is putting yourself yeah. out of your comfort zone a little bit to yeah. come up with new ideas. Yeah. And, and yeah, e even, even, thing. even get two tracks, right? Mix them once, just like seamless blend and then go, right, I'm going to do that same transition, uh, transition with an echo out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next time I'm going to do the same transition with a reverb effect yeah. or, you know, a delay or a break effect and just, go, just see what, what comes out of it. Mm -hmm. And also last thing is just go back to the music as well. Don't yeah. always think you have to be super creative when yeah. you're in front of your decks. Um, just, just, you know listen to more music and when you start hearing songs that you think you know i really like this song this is a vibe put it in a playlist you don't have to get straight on your decks but just start doing that you know on a daily basis building up and then literally you can um come back to it come back to that playlist and you can just start mixing some of your favorite music don't yeah. overcomplicate it mm -hmm. just enjoy the process of discovering music and then being able to just put song for song together mm -hmm. seeing where that takes you so you know don't don't try and put too much pressure on making it no. something more than it yeah. than it is yeah have fun man can we move on to the next question yeah okay this is a loaded question it's a long so, one do you it's a long one i have read it so do you want me to like strip it down of what he's saying yeah I've got well read it I think just read it out. Yeah, let's just let's read it out. It, yeah. So, okay. real 
Boney, real Bonnie, one of the other, uh, <laughs> says, I'm still struggling with the general advice that a DJ has to read the crowd. It makes perfect sense for weddings, corporate events, but not so much in locations like clubs or festivals that are dedicated to certain genres. So if I go to a techno club or festival, I know what to expect and I rely on the DJ that he has prepared a proper set with all the bells and whistles. For me, this advice should not be a general rule. Shouldn't it be more an advice that applies only to dedicated events or am I missing something? Or does this advice only apply to no-name DJs and when you get famous, then you can just play whatever you want because people will come anyway. That is a good point. It's a great I, talking I, point. Just, just off the top, I, I think you're right in that last statement there. I, a li- to a certain degree. I mean, mm. I, I've been at big shows where the DJ's bombed. Like that, that's still it's still a thing. But I get what you mean. When you go to a specific night, if you got, you know, if I'm at a festival and I'm at a techno tent, then I'm not waiting for like the peak time and the, you know what I mean. I, you're gonna, I'm going to listen to what the DJ's going to play. Right? It's it's one mm. of them things. Yeah. But yeah, when you are a, like a working DJ or open format DJ or something. I'll give you a perfect example. I I have had um, the same student night on a Wednesday last week and uh, last week and last night. The week before, um, they turned up like about an hour, an hour and a half early. So I had to shift, uh, make, uh, bring in the big tunes a bit earlier because it was a mm. bit more full earlier on. Whereas last night they came a little bit later. So I played a bit of a longer warm up set. And then the week before I played some drum and bass, weren't really into it. Yeah. This week played about an hour of drum and bass because they were into it. Mm-hmm. So that that is reading the crowd. Even though it's the same crowd, that is what reading the crowd is. Yeah. And if you are a working DJ, you are, you're going to have to do that because the only way you, you won't need to, in air quotes, read a crowd is if you're an artist DJ, and you've got loads of tracks that people are coming to listen to, yeah. or you've got a you know certain style of music. Yeah, is that I think from his from his question, what yeah. I'm getting from that is when he's when he's talking about like corporate events and weddings and stuff like that, he's maybe thinking too much about shifting genre completely. Yeah. Whereas it's like you know yeah, people yeah. are dancing to pop music, you might switch it to hip hop at a corporate event, but then it's yeah. like in a club, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go and switch the genre completely. You could go yeah. if you're doing house and there's not many vocals in the house songs that you're playing, maybe it's which is something with a vocal that people can sing along. Just like tiny shifts like that can make a massive difference. Yeah, so. I mean, all genres have their little sub-genres and subcategories, yeah. and all genres have their own energy levels throughout that genre as well, mm. and that plays into reading the crowd. Maybe the, you're going on. If you're an artist, you might have been booked for 4 a.m. at a techno club, yeah. and maybe the crowd is starting to flag, or maybe that's peak time. Yeah. You know, you've got to be prepared for that. Or maybe you've been booked, you know, to be at the start of a lineup, and you're playing that more warm-up set. Yeah. Now, just because you're a techno artist and you love the techno bangers doesn't mean that you can go in and just play play the hardest stuff as the first DJ on the night. So you've still got to read the situation and read the crowd. Mm. So I think there's an element, no matter what DJ you are, I will contest to say that, yes, you do need to be able to read a crowd. It doesn't mean changing the whole style of the set, like you said, Danny, but you still need to be able to vibe off the situation you're in. Because I've been to plenty of festivals and, you know, club events where there's been acts on and DJs on. And honestly, it's just flopped. Yeah. And they're playing what they want. They're not 100%. looking up at the crowd. And yeah. I'm just like, this that you're not playing the right music 100%. for this this situation I, 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 here. And maybe, you know, then you might put it around to the bookers and be like, you booked yeah. the wrong people. But actually, no. They could have just tweaked their set and just, you know, just just moved it around a little bit just yeah. to engage that crowd. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I remember when we went to Part Life a couple of years ago, we we're in a big outdoor um 
uh, uh, like a techno event and we were in there for about 20 minutes and for about 18 minutes it sounded like the same song yeah. and then all of a sudden a, a vocal came on that we knew and everyone yeah. just went mental yeah. so it was like I was yeah. like well I could have told you to do that 20 minutes ago <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah it, is, it, it is one of them things as well like if you're playing in like I don't know, like uh, like a bar or like a bars or something a bit more low key in like your your like local area. Like if you're if you're getting like loads of requests, then maybe it's time to switch it up. Do you know yeah, what I mean? That's yeah. another one to that think about. One, if people yeah. are asking for a totally different type of music, then maybe like take the hint. And it's like, mm. yeah, but yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. I used to get it all the time when I used to play like the hip hop rooms, you know, so many people, there'd be like trends at the time, like play more Bashment, yeah, play more Bashment, yeah, play more Bashment. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll just switch it up to Bashment. Then like, you know, the promoters want me to play hip hop, but the crowd are saying crowd like, are asking, yeah, play yeah. Bashment or play, you know, trap or something. And you just switch it up and then suddenly the promoters are happy anyway because they're like, oh, well, yeah. that that move worked. So yeah. you're listening to your audience in the crowd. So it is it is a loaded one. I thought it was a really interesting it's point. A good though. question, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and... I think just just to finish the point off, you know, if you were at the level of you're a household name, mm. like a Calvin yeah. Harris or a Tiesto, and you're doing like full on tours and shows, then, yeah. you know, it's a different story. A different but story, as a working DJ, even some of like the, you know, the incredible house and techno DJs like out Diplo, there. Like Diplo, for example. Yeah. You got a Diplo show and it'll be different every night. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. not just going to play all his catalog. Um, he will He will play you know a crowd sex he's a he's a dj you know dj's dj and one of the things that's just popped into my mind is that okay now with the world where we can watch dj sets online there's Mm. so many people who have had their sets streamed online you know doing stuff with partnerships like with mix mag or dj mag or boiler room you know if you're a fan of that artist you've probably watched that set you don't want to go to a club and hear that exact same set Mm. so the artist's got to bear that in mind and go okay i've got to play to this crowd maybe they've you know seen that boiler room set that popped off two weeks ago you know, I need to kind of like lean into that, but also not just play the same set. So I've got to read the crowd in the yeah. situation and see if I can take them on more of a journey. Yeah, we've, so. we've said it before on the podcast, but for for example, where we are, if you, you know, you can play some tracks in a club, like for example, you can play some baseline music, what we call it here, and you can drive 30 minutes away to another city and they don't like it. It's just, you know, yeah. it's crazy. You drive another two hours and they love it. Mm. So that I'm sure that's relevant where wherever you're listening to this Um you know, different cities and different towns all have kind of their different likes and dislikes as well. Sure. We've got a couple more questions. Remember, if you want to get your questions in like this, the podcast allows us to dive deeper into the answers and really elaborate and, you know, share our thoughts that we can't do, you know, in text format or over an email or even through YouTube. So this is a great platform to get these kind of questions in and we love answering them. So make sure you go check out the Discord. And if you want to check out any of our courses, then make sure to go to wearecrossfader.co.uk where you can learn loads of new techniques or if you're a brand new DJ, we'll take you right from the basics. And there's 20% off courses with the code off the record all in capitals off the record danny do you want to take it away with the next yep question okay. uh so this is from mark england with a lot of edm being produced slash remixed by djs the build-ups etc already have a lot of filtering and effects do you leave well alone and trust them or do you add your own in so yeah he's saying if i high pass filter if a high pass filter is already applied and then an echo and a reverb you know, is it going to overdo it, basically? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, don't overthink that too much. Yeah. Like, honestly, if, you, if you're if you in a mix and you want to put a high-pass filter on, put a high-pass filter on, it's, yeah. I know what you're saying, like, the, the music's, like, made like that to to go up and down and, and, and things like that. But if you're, if you're 
quick mixing, for example, then, you know, you're going to use a lot of effects and transitions and things like that. Um, but I, I still like, even though it's building up, I still like to give it a little bit of something. Do you know what I mean? Just Yeah, um, I think it changes. If you're playing to a crowd, it's, yeah. it's taking that energy level even further. Yeah, a little and, bit. And react, again, reading the crowd, reacting off the crowd. You know, have you got them in the palm of your hand and can you yeah. get to a point where, you know, you see DJs like fading the fader right down so the volume comes Boom, down then as yeah. it drops, Boom. slamming Slam it, it back in. in. Yeah. And like you would never do that That's if part, you were recording yeah. a mix for Mixcloud or something. But yeah. reading the crowd, you yeah. understand that they want that back and forth with the DJ. Yeah. So yeah. you That's, can use the tools to do that. That's the entertainment factor of being a DJ. Like you can go and just press play and mix mix seamless blend and that's that's fine. But it's like, yeah. if you're, if you know, the crowd are looking at you, you want to entertain people, yeah. then, you know, the, the buttons and the knobs are there yeah. for, to use. You've got a lot of power there, really. <laughs> yeah, they're there to use. So yeah, just yeah, don't overthink it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure there's so. times where I've done crazy stuff and just like killed the music and like screamed at the crowd, stuff, like <laughs> yeah. just in excitement. You 100%, know, yeah. don't worry about it. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Right, big up Midget Boy. That's a great username. Yes, uh, yeah. Do you think vinyl will be phased out, and how soon may that be? Vinyl will ever die because it's no. big. It's bigger than it ever was. I think it's like last year was like the the most vinyl that's ever been sold since I don't know nineteen ninety something. So yeah. it's like it's one of them tradition things. We've made a I made a uh, analogy last week, didn't I? About having remember when um, uh, Kindles came out and everyone was like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got this all these books on one thing, and everyone was like, actually we prefer like the feel of books and things yeah, like that. Yeah. And it's like, you can't, I mean, Danny, you collect loads of vinyl. Don't I you? do. Yeah. I think there's like two different sides to the vinyl world as well. Like you get your collectors who just like to collect vinyl because it's like an exclusive album or something. Yeah. And you get all these, these scenes of DJs that still play a lot of vinyl. Like I know in the underground house scene and stuff, especially in the UK, there is such a big want for vinyl still. Yeah. Like there's so many songs that are like exclusive to vinyl only. And, you know, I think in that sort of scene, it isn't going anywhere. And the same with like these collectors who, you know, buy all these vinyl albums and from artists that they love. I just, like you said, I just don't think it's going to go anywhere anytime soon. I do think obviously it's from a DJ perspective, there is small pockets and niches that yeah. use it, but sure. there's now technology that has replaced the general DJ that wants to use vinyl. Now we'll just use Rain 12s or turntables yeah. with yeah. Phase or turntables with Serato. Yeah. Like I think the actual physical vinyl for DJs, the mainstream DJ is is definitely on its way out because of yeah. the digital replacement, sure. but there is still a place for it. And like you say, I don't think we can ever lose that physical format. Um, and there's not no other physical format that I think has, has attested to, to vinyl from like a sound quality, yeah. from a, yeah. um, maybe a durability perspective. And just obviously like it's tactile. Yeah, 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 anyone sure. that's played vinyl knows how nice it is to feel and hear music and know that music's coming from this, this physical thing. Yeah. yeah. I think the, it's the sound that, as well, the sound from it. It's, it's just, just much it's deeper un, and richer. It's unmatched, like, and it's so weird. Like, we'll sound like you know, anyone new who's never touched yeah. vinyl and never played vinyl. Be like, Oh, like music's music. Hang right? on about vinyl again. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it, honestly, go, go, I just recommend like trying to listen go to on vinyl. You, go on YouTube and just put, you know, vinyl mix you know whatever music you like you know if you like hip-hop or, or house just put mm. like house vinyl mix and have a look and, and and just like appreciate like how good it is and how mm. on the little idiosyncrasies of the vinyl bits yeah it's yeah. still cool i've not touched i've not touched vinyl in about 10 years yeah. i'd love to i'd love to have a full vinyl we've got loads mix. there we've got loads <laughs> there yeah, we do. i'd love to yeah maybe i'll next week i just want to spend an hour trying to mix on vinyl and see if i can still do it yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, but going back to that that is one thing that has been lost is 
you know, it strips away any of those yeah. aids, any tools, no any sync, performance no features. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, but it, it makes you just think about the music again, yeah. going back to right. All I can do is think about where in this point am I going to mix my next song in? Yeah. What yeah. song will fit with that? I can't change the key of it. I can't like pitch shift it or anything like that. <laughs> I've got to know my music inside out and I've got to know where I'm going to mix it. And I can't miss that point because I can't just like can't beat just, jump back yeah, yeah. through the vinyl. You know, if you miss that point, you missed it. You've got to do something about it. So yeah. there's no looping. You know, if the, if the vinyl's running out, you're sweating. There's nothing you can yeah, do about yeah, it. Yeah. Like, so it's, all those little things are kind of lost um, from the digit. You know, people starting yeah. on digital, but mm. it's not a bad thing. But it's also something that you know I really put into our courses a lot because I started on vinyl and I understand kind of the the arc that you go through as a DJ. Yeah. That you know you can't kind of skip some of those core skills and some of those core things because it can almost be, again, overwhelm, you overwhelm. know, taking it back to basics and just being able to do the basics well, mm. like any other hobby or any other skill in life, you can't be an advan advanced at anything unless you've learned the foundations and the fundamentals. Yep. And I think yep. it goes back to DJing as well. And vinyl was were those foundations and fundamentals. And technology has made it easier, but it can also create a bit of a hindrance as well mm. to the learning process. What's, what's your favourite vinyl you've got? I've got I've got I've got a seven inch gold Kanye West gold digger. That's pretty cool. Nice. That's cool. See, the thing is, I don't think my favorite vinyls aren't like a, a fancy one or anything like that. What yeah. they are is, I started playing a lot of UK grime when grime was yeah. big, like fifteen years ago. Yeah. So I've got a lot place. of grime like white labels and things that you just wouldn't be able Can't to source find. anywhere. I wouldn't even know what to type yeah. into dis yeah, yeah. discogs yeah. to find my same vinyl. True. You yeah. know, it's it's those that like. You know, now in di with the digital world, you you've got a track title written there. Mm. With vinyl, you might have just bought a white label. It just doesn't have anything label. written on it. You've just listened to it going, that's sick. That's cool, like, yeah. you don't know who it's even produced yeah. by. Like, yeah, yeah. So there's a few like that um, that that probably close to me because, you know, they bring back memories and it reminds me of starting to DJ and mix and having MCs in my bedroom and all mm. this stuff. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it's attached to memories, really. But yeah, big time. What about you? Yeah. You said the gold. Yeah, I've got that. I've got I've got a Prince Purple Rain LP as well. Nice. Which is a cool, cool one. What about you, Danny? I've got a um a promo release from Outcast. Oh nice. Uh, that's uh Spotty Yachty Dopelicious. But it's like Sick. a it's a um like a nice coloured vinyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a promo only one, so love that. It's probably my favourite. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Yep. Like I said, check out wearecrossfader.co.uk for all of our education courses, tips, tutorials, reviews, and everything in between. Um, yeah, and we hope to see you in the Discord. Like we said, it's a great place to communicate with the rest of the DJ industry and the community in there. They're all learning, sharing as well. And, you know, there's a place where you can post comments to then have your answers, have your questions answered in next week's episode or in the yeah. future. So... Thanks for listening and we'll catch you again soon. Peace. Peace.